Welcome to Heal Yourself with the Law of Attraction. I'm your host, Tekla, and I'm ready to guide you on a transformative journey of holistic health and self-discovery using the power of the Law of Attraction. We've all heard tales of manifesting fortunes and jet set adventures, but this, this is a different journey. Here we focus on achieving abundant health, mental, physical, emotional, and spiritual. With the Law of Attraction, I've healed chronic pain, overcome a diagnosed mental illness, and reversed PCOS. We're all about realigning our energies to manifest our full potential. As we focus inward, raising our vibration, you'll be astounded by the ease at which the universe responds. Once you focus on yourself, the rest just falls into place. My goal for each weekly episode is to provide you with practical, easy to apply steps that you can weave directly into your daily routine. Together, we'll navigate the path to achieving your own health and wellness goals. So let's dive right in. Hello, my wellness witches. I'm your host, Tekla. This is Heal Yourself with the Law of Attraction. And today I am full of energy and excited to give you an update on a synchronicity that happened in my life this week. As a reminder, a synchronicity is a moment of meaningful coincidence indicating you're on the right soul path. We've talked a lot about synchronicities before and my experience with them. If you missed episode 12, go back and listen. It's called How to Recognize Signs from the Universe Validating You're on the Right Path. In that episode, I shared why ravens are my sign or symbol for the universe. When I see a raven, I know I'm in the right place at the right time. Anyway, a few weeks ago, I was presented with the opportunity to invest in a digital business course. The course is called Business by Design by James Wedmore. Some of you might have heard about it. I've heard so many great things about this course over the past few years, and I was coming to the end of my manifestation course with Catherine Zinkina, which I've loved, and she is an affiliate for James's course. It's actually how she got started with her online business all those years ago. I haven't just heard about this course from Catherine either. James Wedmore is widely known in the industry, and I've seen a lot of success stories about people graduating his program. The course was quite the investment, and as you know, I don't have a full-time job right now. I'm interviewing and all the rest of it, but limited in terms of what's coming in. Long story short, I ended up signing up and investing in this course. There were a couple of other synchronicities I noticed that encouraged me to take that leap of faith, And that had me thinking, this was the right move for me. After signing up, things got a little hectic in my life personally, and I haven't been able to actually start the course, even though it technically kicked off a few weeks ago. This week, I finally sat down and joined the welcome call. The first call is three hours long, and I'm attentively sitting there taking notes, listening, completing the exercises, and I have about 10 minutes to go and my attention is wavering. I've been sitting at my desk for hours at this point, and I'm getting restless. All of a sudden, I look down to the bottom left corner of the screen, and there is a raven. James Wedmore has this piece of art with a wolf and a raven swooping down on top of it. And my first thought was, that cannot be a raven. And then I saw the tail. It was a semicircle, and the fan feathering was so clear. I talk about the difference between ravens and crows in episode 12, and that's a big differentiator because crows have tail feathers that are just straight across. I was almost speechless. Out of all of the things for James Wedmore to have in the background of his welcome video, he had a raven. 
There's nothing else on the walls. And that's what I'm grateful for this week. I don't know what's going to come of this course, but I do know it was the right investment for me to make at this time. I am where I need to be, and I couldn't be sure of that now. Okay, on to today's topic. We're talking about our physical health and states of dis-ease. I learned something recently about my human design, and that inspired this episode. We were first introduced to human design on the podcast through Madeline Evergreen, and since that initial reading of my chart, which I did live on the podcast, I've learned even more. For those of you that are hearing about human design for the first time, it's a system for better understanding your unique energy type. It is based on an amalgamation of various disciplines, astrology, the Chinese Yi Jing, the Kabbalah's Tree of Life, the Hindu Brahma Chakra model, and quantum physics. Everyone has a unique human design chart that is based on your exact time and date of birth and birth location. And you can get that easily for free online, and I'll put the link in the show notes. This chart provides us with lots of information. Firstly, it tells you which energy type you are, and there are four types of energy designs, manifestors, generators, projectors, and reflectors. I personally am a projector, and I talked more about that in the previous episode and the other energy types too. Along with those four energy types, there are nine energy centers. I'm going to list them all for you. The first one is the head center, and that governs inspiration and doubt. Then the Ajna center, which manages mental processing and decision making. Then the throat center, which is responsible for communication and manifestation. Then the G center, or the identity center, which represents self-identity, direction, and love. Then we have the heart and will center, and that relates to willpower, ego, and self-worth. Next is the solar plexus center, which handles emotions, desires, and moods. Then the sacral center, and that concerns life force, sexuality, fertility, and work. Then the splenic center, which is tied to intuition, health, and survival instincts. And finally, the root center, which deals with adrenaline, stress, and drive. So recently, I learned that I have an undefined splenic center, which means in my human design chart, the triangle on the bottom left is not colored in. And what I came to know about my splenic center blew my mind, and suddenly a lot of the elements of my past and my health journey started to make sense to me. So an undefined splenic center means you have an inconsistent understanding of what is healthy for yourself versus what isn't. And as a result, you need life experience to learn and gain wisdom in that area. And those with an undefined splenic center may develop health challenges in their lifetime to gain this wisdom about how to better take care of their physical bodies. Let's circle back to the health challenges piece because that is the most interesting piece to me. People with an undefined splenic center might face a variety of health challenges throughout their lifetime. They might experience these challenges as persistent, recurring, or even mysterious in nature. The reason for this can be twofold. One, they could be picking up on the ailments of others and internalizing them. Or two, they might hold on to unhealthy habits or ignore their body signals due to an inconsistent sense of what's healthy and what's not. And what I learned is each health challenge serves as a lesson and an opportunity for personal growth. Each state of disease or condition is a signal from the body inviting them to listen more closely 
understand deeper, and make changes towards healthier habits and choices. As these people navigate and overcome these challenges, individuals with an undefined splenic center often develop a deep, intuitive understanding of health and wellness. They become attuned to their body's signals and learn to differentiate between their own health issues and the energies they pick up from others. Their journey can help them foster a heightened awareness of their body's unique needs and make them more adept at managing their health. Over time, these health challenges and the wisdom gained from them can be transformative, and they learn not just to cope with health issues, but to proactively engage with their health, recognizing early signals and taking action accordingly. This transformation can turn them into guides for others on their health journeys, capable of sharing valuable insights and advice born from their own experiences. This was a lot for me to learn, ingest, and process. So I wanted to explain how health challenges have showed up for me in my life and how I have overcome them so far. And I don't think I've ever done this before where I've sat down and walked through every single challenge I've overcome in one episode. So get strapped in for that. In my sophomore year of college, I was diagnosed with a gluten allergy, and it first presented as what I thought was acne on my face, so I went to a dermatologist who told me I likely had a food allergy. After a series of tests and elimination diets, I finally found out that cutting out gluten cleared up a lot of my symptoms, both internally, like GI symptoms, and externally on my skin. Then, after dealing with food allergies, I had to address the chronic neck and back pain I was experiencing. I was a Division I athlete, and I was recruited from Australia to row for a U.S. university on a full scholarship. Quite often, I would wake up for practice and my legs would be numb. I ignored these symptoms for so long that they did long-term damage, and for years and years, I would experience neck pain resulting in headaches. I learned more about this pain and addressed it using a variety of different modalities like physiotherapy, chiropractic care, Pilates, dry needling, and the list goes on. It wasn't until I learned about the connection between pain on the left side of your body and unresolved emotions that I really got a handle on that pain. And in full transparency, I didn't learn that until about five or six years after I graduated, so I'd been dealing with that pain for about eight years in total. In the world of Reiki and energy healing, Physical pain or discomfort in various parts of the body are often thought to be associated with emotional or spiritual imbalances. The left side in many spiritual traditions is considered to be the feminine or receptive side, and that's the side that's associated with emotions, intuition, and our inner world. If you're experiencing pain on the left side, it might be your body's way of telling you that there's an emotional issue that needs attention. It's like your body is holding on to an emotional memory, and that memory is asking to be acknowledged and healed. This pain could be related to past traumas, emotional wounds, or even feelings of unworthiness or guilt. The goal is to release the emotions that your body has been holding on to and allow that energy to flow freely again and alleviate that physical pain. When I learned that, it was a catalyst to also invest in my emotional and mental health. And that is when I decided to commit myself to an intensive outpatient program to address an eating disorder. That program involved four months of treatment, 
12 to 14 hours a week of therapy, which was both in a group and individual. I haven't ever spoken publicly about that, and I'm going to do a whole episode on it soon. But remarkably, after shining a light on what was going on mentally and working through those internal issues, a lot of that very real physical pain started to dissipate. Now, rarely I have to deal with it. I occasionally see a massage therapist here and there when it feels locked up or after a long flight or something like that. But I always make sure if I'm feeling pain, particularly on the left side, I also work on clearing any stuck energy through EFT tapping, meditation, and gratitude practices. Then came the point in my eating disorder recovery where I was told by doctors in the program that I wasn't actually allergic to gluten and it was all in my head. I was encouraged to go and see a GI specialist in Denver, and so I did. That specialist did the blood work and told me that nothing showed up on my blood work to indicate an allergy. She told me I didn't have that genetic predisposition to celiac disease and that I could likely go back to eating gluten again and I would be fine. Later on, I would discover that it didn't show up on the blood test because I hadn't eaten gluten in over a decade, so it was never going to show up. There was never going to be any reaction. I'll circle back to this later, but know that I started to eat gluten again, which was good for a few weeks, and then things went downhill fast. We are halfway through now, and I want to pause here for a brief moment and ask you to take the next 30 seconds to help me out. While we're awaiting a sponsor, I'm taking the opportunity to promote our podcast even more. This podcast grows most rapidly through the number of reviews on Apple Podcasts and the number of star ratings on Spotify. I'd like to ask you, yes you, to take a moment and rate, review, and of course subscribe. You can leave a rating and review on Apple by scrolling down to the bottom of the show page. On Spotify, you can leave a star rating at the top of the show page under the show description. I'm giving you 10 more seconds to help me out, and then we'll be back to regularly scheduled programming. Thank you so much. It helps me more than you know. And we're back. Then came the hormone imbalances, rapid weight gain, and PCOS diagnosis. This was a particularly tough moment for me because it came right after completing the eating disorder outpatient program. I'll never forget those months where I felt my body spiraling out of control. I was gaining weight at a rate that felt alarmingly rapid, but every time I sought help, I was told it was normal. It was just my body stabilizing after the eating disorder, and that's what the doctors told me time and time again. Part of me understood that logic, but deep down, I knew something was off. My intuition was screaming that this was more than just recovery weight, but I ignored it. I let it go on for months after being dismissed by traditional GPs because of my disordered past. The wake-up call came when I lost my menstrual cycle. That's when I knew I couldn't ignore the signals that my body was sending me any longer, and I had to get another opinion. After several trips to the gynecologist, countless blood tests, and an ultrasound, I was clinically diagnosed with polycystic ovary syndrome, or PCOS. I was told PCOS was chronic and that it wouldn't go away. Their solution? Birth control, to manage the symptoms. 
To say that that hit me hard would be an understatement. I had been on birth control once before and the side effects were horrible. I had vowed I would never go through that again. This time I listened to my intuition. I left that office knowing I had to find another way. That's when I discovered my integrative doctor in the U.S. It was a journey, but one that taught me a crucial lesson. Sometimes you have to be your own advocate. Trust your body, trust your intuition, and don't settle for answers that don't sit right with you. Your health is too important. And so that's when I started my integrative health journey and discovered so much more about my body that was in a state of dis-ease. My journey with my integrative doctor led me down a path of deep understanding about my body. We kicked things off with a whirlwind of tests, over 200 of them, involving around 15 vials of blood, exploring every possible avenue, including stool, saliva, breath testing. We did it all. The results were eye-opening. My blood showed antibodies to gluten, indicating that I should never have reintroduced it. My inflammation markers were sky high, six times the normal, placing my vascular system under immense stress. And on top of that, my hormones were in chaos, and I was edging toward insulin resistance. That tidal wave of information left me feeling like I was back at square one. However, I was determined to persevere. My doctor advised me to focus on anti-inflammatory foods. And this wasn't about dieting, and that's a concept I steer clear from given my history with an eating disorder. Instead, this was a tactical move to rapidly decrease my inflammation given the critical state my health was in. And it worked. In just three months, my inflammation markers had dropped by over 50%. Simultaneously, I worked on balancing my hormones naturally. And that process was aided by ditching gluten once again and replacing my previous high-intensity workouts with more gentle movement. These changes were challenging, but necessary. At the same time, I began a regimen of specific supplements, all natural, that were tailored to target my inflammation and address certain deficiencies. These natural aids became an integral part of my health journey, and that supported my body as I navigated my way back to balance. That said, This was also the time that I really embraced gratitude and mindset work. As I continued to walk this path to recovery with my integrative doctor, alongside the dietary changes and the carefully curated supplement regimen, I realized something else was vitally important, my mindset. Rather than viewing myself as sick or unwell, I consciously chose to see myself in a state of healing, of returning to full and abundant health. I understood that our thoughts and beliefs have a tremendous impact on our physical health. Our bodies listen to what our minds tell them, and I wanted to ensure my body was hearing a message of healing and recovery, not of illness. Equally as important was gratitude. Even in the state of dis-ease, I remained deeply thankful for all that my body was doing to keep me alive. Every breath, every heartbeat, every single cell working tirelessly— I celebrated and thanked them all. The miracle that is our physical bodies and their relentless work to heal and restore balance is something truly worthy of gratitude. And I believe this attitude of constant healing and profound gratitude made a remarkable difference in my journey. My doctor, he even remarked on it. He said he'd never seen someone reduce inflammation as quickly as I did, and he's been in the field for a long time. 
I don't think that's a coincidence. This journey has taught me that holistic health isn't just about what you eat, what supplements you take, or how you move your body. It's also about how you think, what you believe, how much gratitude you hold in your heart for what your body does to keep you alive every single day. Embracing a healing mindset and being thankful for your body in every state it's in plays a pivotal role in the journey towards true health. It's a lesson I will carry with me forever. Fast forward to my recent blood work results, and I'm thrilled to share that as of three weeks ago, my hormones are now balanced. Despite being told PCOS is chronic and I'd never recover, I no longer meet the clinical criteria. It's a powerful testament to the journey I've undertaken, listening to my body and refusing to settle until I found the right path towards healing. I wish I could say this was the end of my health journey, but it isn't. Oh, the unexpected twists and turns that life throws us. After wrapping up my residency in the U.S. recently, I looked forward to a much-needed vacation with my family in the south of Spain. What should have been a relaxing escape, however, turned into a health challenge that I never saw coming. Unbeknownst to me, the house we were staying in was infested with black mold, which triggered a severe reaction in me. My body reacted intensely. Eczema erupted around my eyes and my mouth. My face became swollen and red. Hives appeared under my arms. Rashes were all over my body. And ultimately, my hair started falling out in clumps. It was a terrifying 10 weeks, and for a long time, we couldn't pinpoint the cause. By the time we identified the black mold as the culprit, my symptoms had escalated too much to manage in Spain. The only option was to cut my vacation short and return home to seek treatment. And as devastating as that experience was, it also came with silver linings, valuable knowledge and newfound awareness about my body. Today, I am deep in the process of detoxing and recovering from that mold exposure, still, and it's months later. Every day, I learn more about mold detox and how to support my body through this challenging time. And I know these lessons will serve me for the rest of my life. Incredibly, this distressing encounter also led to a revelation about another health issue that had been unknowingly living within me for years, which was a severe dust mite allergy. And as it turns out, my histamine system had been in constant overdrive, basically my whole life, trying to combat these microscopic little intruders. This ongoing battle partially explains why my reaction to the mold was so extreme. Though it's been a tough journey, the wisdom and understanding I've gained about my body has been invaluable. I've been reminded that our bodies are constantly speaking to us, and it's our responsibility to listen and respond with care. And despite the challenges, I'm embracing gratitude for these lessons, knowing they're shaping me into a stronger and much more resilient version of myself. Looking back at all these experiences, I realize that it might seem like a lot, perhaps even too much. And at times, it certainly felt that way to me. It was very overwhelming. For a significant part of my life, I know that I was numb to my body signals. I refused to listen or pay attention to any cues. And in doing so, I allowed these various states of disease to escalate, often spiraling out of control. But here's the thing. Every step of this journey, every stumble, every hurdle, every challenge has taught me so much. 
I've grown stronger, more aware, and more in tune with my body's needs. I've learned how to manage, to heal, and to navigate the complexities of health and wellness. And let me tell you, ignoring your body's signals or hoping issues will resolve on their own is not the solution. Trust me, I've learned this the hard way. However, I've also discovered that maintaining physical health is only part of the equation. It's the synergy of mindset, spirituality, and faith that truly fosters healing. Leaning into trust in the universe, even when everything seems to be falling apart, has been my rock. Yes, dealing with all of these health challenges has been incredibly tough, but I truly believe these experiences have positioned me for a future of abundant health. I've now learned how to truly listen to my body and how to respond to its needs and how to treat it with love and the respect it deserves. My journey has been fraught with challenges, but the wisdom I've gained and the lessons I've learned and the resilience I've developed have made every step worth it. And I genuinely believe that by sharing my journey, I can inspire others to tune into their bodies, to seek help when needed, and to trust in the healing power within all of us. Let's link all of this back to human design. After I learned about my undefined splenic center, suddenly the scattered puzzle pieces of my health journey started to fall into place. I could see how my body's signals that were once confusing and frustrating were really part of a bigger picture. My undefined splenic center is supposed to help me gain wisdom, often through experiences of dis-ease or discomfort. All the health challenges I faced weren't random or unfortunate events. They were key lessons designed for me to learn. Once I began to reconcile with this, I could see my path for what it truly was, a course set out for my own personal growth. Each health challenge was an opportunity for learning and for understanding more about my body and its needs. And while they weren't easy experiences, they've given me this valuable knowledge about my own health and well-being that I couldn't have gotten any other way. And the wisdom I've gained for this journey, it's not just for me. It has the potential to help others who are dealing with similar challenges. This unique experience gives me the opportunity to guide and support others. So what do I want you to work on this week? I would just say if you're interested in understanding your energy type or your energy centers more, start to explore and investigate your own human design. It has truly helped me understand myself better and make sense of my past and my life experiences to date. It's another confirmation for me that there is a master plan and the universe is conspiring in my favor, even when the circumstances might be questionable in the moment. The link for your human design chart is in the show notes and it's free, but you do need your exact birth time, date, and location. Okay, friends, if you want to join our community of amazing wellness witches, please hop over to Instagram and give us a follow at Heal Yourself with L-O-A. That's Heal Yourself with L-O-A. L-O-A as in the law of attraction. All other social links and contact details, they're in the show notes for you if you need them. That's all for today, witches. Peace, love, and mung beans. Bye.